Rory, how are you doing today? I'm good, Aris. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. Thanks for coming on Scale Up with Harmony. And thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule because I know it's busy time for you. But let's get straight into it. Maybe a quick introduction for those who don't know about you a bit, a little bit more about from a personal mm-hmm. business and overall standpoint. I know it's it's not easy to talk about it whole life in a couple of minutes, but I'll let you introduce us to you the best way you know how. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So uh, I'm originally from Dublin, Ireland, and work in Montreal, Canada. Now is where where business uh, is is based. Uh, um, so just a bit about me, sort of family man, just married, just got one kid, cat and a dog. And, you know, outside of work, um, you know, like keeping fit, traveling, cooking, uh, working on new projects at home, uh, you know, having a bit of fun along the way as well. It's about me. Went to high school, went on to university and did a degree in uh, computing in there and uh, spent a few years working in the corporate world and then came back and did an MBA. You know, uh, like a, you know, a lot of people who started businesses just always wanted to get into the property, you know, run a, run a real uh, company, set up my own thing and, uh, you know, worked for Salesforce for a number of years. I had a really uh, great time in there, great experience. And then I branched out on my own around 2018 and, uh, been running, uh, Navirum since then. Okay. Beautiful. Now let's talk about Harmony a little bit. So you had yeah. that great career with, uh, with Salesforce. Now you're starting your own, first of all, who do you help and what do you help them with just to get a, a good sense? Yeah, I mean, pretty much the majority of our business is in the financial services industry. So we're helping banks, insurance companies, wealth managers to transform digitally. You know, a big part of that involves, you know, transitioning their processes, legacy systems to platforms like Salesforce, but you know, also other uh, big technology providers like AWS, DocuSign, uh, and many, many other uh, partners in the ecosystem. Um, so our role is to kind of help customers do that professionally, to understand their business goals, to understand where they want to be in the next three to five years, and to build out solutions that help them uh, achieve that goal. Ultimately, that's what we do. So that's where that's where that's where our expertise is, and. Yeah, we work with customers across, I mean, globally, really, but the majority of them are, are in North America, just kind of given where we're based. And, uh, you know, our team are spread out uh, across Canada and the Americas, in fact. We've got uh, some people in Europe and India as well. Beautiful. So what I want to do for the rest of our conversation here is touch on the different aspect of what I call harmony. So we're going to yeah. expand on the business side, then maybe on family, personal and yeah. health and everything else. So as far as business is concerned, what have you, you've been in business just now with 2023 is for five, about five or yeah. so years. Yeah. What has been the toughest part of uh, not just starting, but also growing and sustaining your business thus mm. far? The toughest part, I guess, is just, you know, it's just dealing with the growing pains of any business really like the daily issues that you have you know you're on the front line uh, as a business owner so you, you know, everything comes to you eventually you know all the 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 bigger the issues they definitely come to you some of the other stuff you can delegate to your team and um, you know so you have to deal with um the stresses of that growing organization so that could be people it uh, could be uh, issues with clients with projects it could be uh, issues with, with, with financing. So yeah, a whole host of different things. And, uh, you know, uh, I think the, the hardest part is learning to juggle all of those various different issues and, um, to not let them get in the way of, of growing the business and to learn how to deal with them and, and move on. Uh, you know, I think 
th- those are the sort of the friction points that any business owner would have. In terms of the hardest thing, I think probably is trying to figure out how to scale your business beyond a certain point. Like, how do you actually go from being a small team to a big organization? How do you do that from a product and service perspective? How many, uh, what's your team size like today? So we have seven or eight full-time employees, and then we've got about another uh, 10 to 15 consultants who are working for us full-time or part-time. Right now, we're hiring uh, uh, two more between now and sort of the fall period, two more full-time people. And the plan is to keep growing and keep hiring people going into next year. So we actually we had to let a couple of people go, unfortunately, at the start of the year due to you know the, the economy. So we were a little bit bigger than what we are now. I think uh, the the key thing is to grow prudent way. Um, that's you know that makes financial sense for the company, and to also be able to bring people in who we do hire permanent people and give them great careers, because you know that's a that's a hard thing to do as a small company, is to you know if you don't have the resources of uh, HR and training and all that sort of stuff, like uh, you need to bring people in who will stay with you for at least a few years and. So far, we've been successful in doing that with the team that we have. So I want to touch on these two aspects, hiring and and scaling up. How do you manage those two without losing your sanity? What I mean by that is you don't want to get, or maybe you do, don't want to get too caught up into the weeds of those different areas. You still want to run the business. But how do you make sure that you balance all of that? You balance your finances, but also you balance the, the fact that you have to provide amazing results to your clients. So think about it as, one of your peers uh, who has the same level as you, or maybe, you know, two, three steps ahead of you, what kind of question would you have for them and say, hey, this is where I'm at today. This is what's keeping me keeping me up at night, given the goal uh, that I have or where I want to go. How mm-hmm. would you navigate those questions with, the, with that person? Yeah, so there's a few, a few different points you make there, a few different questions. But I think that, like, ultimately, if, you know, somebody who's coming into this, I think you need to find a point of specialization in in a big market, I think is what I'd recommend. That like trying to be everything to everybody really just doesn't scale because your two your resources are spread across too many different things. So becoming a specialist, and even when you think you're a specialist, try and become a specialist within that. So like if you're a pizza restaurant, try and become the best, you know, king crust pizza in your you know, your city in Toronto, for example. So so try and become something a little bit different and, and a niche, and that's a really good place to start. Um, and and to bring people in, and then you want to come up with an offering that's reasonably simple that you you can explain to your grandmother or your 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 kids or whoever like and they understand it like it because if they get it then your customers will get it, um you know and, you know that sounds a lot you know that's a lot easier it is you know it's harder to do that than you know than than to describe it so, but I think that's kind of where I would start is just become an expert in what you do. And then figure out a way to package that up and sell it to lots of people um, is kind of the, the the name of the game. Like, and I think that like most successful businesses, like I use always use Apple computers as an example because on Apple, we're, Apple were in the the computer game, personal computer game for a long time, for thirty years before the the i the you know the iPod came along and the iPhone. You know, they were doing kind of bits of different things, you know, but like really their bread and butter was selling computers like and, um, you know, they eventually branched out. So I think that like people sometimes feel like they need to do a lot of things at once, um, but you're better off just focusing on one thing, doing taking a bit of a step back and focusing on one area 
and sticking to that. And then when you get really, really good at that thing, you can look at diversifying into other areas of business. But I think keeping things simple, being a specialist in that, um, coming up with a simple offering for your customers is where I'd start. Yeah. Okay. I'll get back to my second question, but this is a great point you mentioned in, uh, in my world where I do consulting in the digital transformation space. I came yeah. I come across a lot of clients who's basically started out their maybe the passion or the expertise, but they don't want to niche down because they feel like if they go too deep yeah. into one sector, they're going to be missing out on something else. But in your example, for example, Salesforce, you can do a whole lot of things for a whole lot of people. How, yeah. how did yeah. you, especially if you work with, since you worked with them in the past, how mm. did you see that opportunity and say, okay, this is what I'm going to jump in and I'm going to go even deeper versus mm. saying, hey, I've worked with them. I can do multiple things. How did you, not did you just find it, but got, got the confidence to say, okay, this is my, my, my place here. Yeah, well, I think it comes down to, you know, competition at the end of the day. Like, and I think that like, you know, if you're, you want to play the game, you know, you, you basketball or soccer, you need to be good in a certain position, you know, uh, you know, on the court or, or on the pitch to get your game. And I think that like, that's the way I, I see it. Like if you try to be a generalist, it's, it's very hard to compete beyond a certain level. And I think that's what happens to a lot of businesses. They just plateau. They kind of become general and uh, that doesn't that doesn't scale. That's not going to attract financing for your company. It's not going to attract investors. And you're not going to be able to compete with the big boys like you think about Accenture and Deloitte. You're not going to be able to sit at the table and say, well, actually, we're specialists at this thing that we do. You guys are a big machine organization. So that's the way we think about it. We think about it like if we had to sit down and compete or when we do compete with bigger organizations. We have to differentiate and we have to say, like, we do this small thing really, really well. That's scary for a lot of people. And I think that like a lot of companies, they're just, they just get comfortable doing the generic thing. And, and they feel that if they put their resources into one focus point that like, there's a chance the company will fail. But I think that like, you, you know, I think you just need to do your research and take calculated risks in your company. But you need to, to cross the chasm and grow. You have to do that. You know, that's that's really important. Who are the big names actually in your specific space? Big names for us would be the big the big consultancies, um, you know, the Ernest & Young's, Deloitte's, and, uh, you know, they're the bigger players that do you know, big transformational projects. But now there's a lot of smaller companies out there that do smaller uh, projects. So like we, we do come across them from time to time, but like, uh, you know, usually the, the customer will kind of select before it kind of gets into a head-on competition will usually be sort of selected before it, you know, comes down to those big competes. I think that like, you know, every company, you know, to go back to scaling and growing, you just have to pick that area of differentiation, you know, that area of expertise and stick with that and triple down on it and, you know, have faith that it will work. Hey, sorry, what was, what is your, yeah, so we're, so we, so we're, so our, our superpower would be helping, you know, small to medium size, you know, wealth managers, banks, insurance companies to transition from say that old legacy client server based, uh, system of working, uh, to cloud solutions like Salesforce. So, and we're experts in all the use cases, the processes, the industry. Uh, you know, frameworks that are used, uh, setting those up in, in Salesforce. So that's what we're experts in. And, and then also integrating with, with lots of financial systems as well. So that's a huge part of what we do. So custodians like, you know, in the U S it would be Schwab, Fidelity, TD Ameritrade, and 
Um, you know, so uh, we help bring that financial information into into Salesforce and and make it make it useful for the users. Okay, beautiful. Now let's go back to um, maybe you know, what we talked about, which is hiring, scale, and everything else. W- yeah. What can you share in in this period of scaling up with Harmony and without losing your sanity? Can you share one of the biggest uh, challenges you had to overcome late recently? That you know, it was a headache. You couldn't stay up at night, and then now you're proud because you were able to overcome it. Can you share and walk us through the process of how it happened, what it was, and how it happened? Yeah, well, I think de- definitely like one of the the recent headaches was having to just let people go in the company. Um, at the start of the year, we had to make some difficult decisions to let a couple of staff go, um, and that was hard. That's the first time we've entered into a down cycle where we've had high rising interest rates customer demand has slowed down and we have to sort of make this financial decisions about the business and that was hard because I've never really I've had to let people go in the past because it wasn't working out but not because the economic environment had changed so you know that's something every business owner entrepreneur has to go through and uh, it's not easy I mean these people are your friends you're working with them every day you've built relationships so um, but, you know, it worked out. I think for us, it was the right thing to do at the time. And, um, you know, I think we're actually, you know, as I said, we're looking to hire back, not those roles, but like hiring uh, new positions now as we go into the end of the summer. Okay, beautiful. Now let's talk about your headspace as far as mm-hmm. business. So you mentioned everything you mentioned around, you know, hiring, yeah. letting people go, starting to uh, growing, yeah, uh, scaling up and everything else. How, how do you manage manage the uh all the other aspects of your life so i'm thinking personal i see on your website that you are a dad that you love yep. cooking and your health how do you manage that in a way that it doesn't there's no overwhelm if you will right there's no one thing that impacts yeah. negatively the other yeah well i think having a really good routine is super important and i'd be pretty structured in the way i live my life i think it's about having a healthy routine of addressing, you know, the important things in your life. One thing I stopped doing is going straight into work at the start of the day, straight into Navira at the start of the day. I actually start off with, you know, myself in the morning with a fitness routine, and then I do take care of the affairs of the of the of the family in terms of like it could be financial, it could be, you know, uh, booking a family holiday, it could be paying a bill, it could be preparing lunches for the day. I just try and do all that personal and family stuff at the start of the day. And then I always just make sure to reach out to a couple of friends and family members at the start of the day as well. And I just do that every single day. And it just means that like on average, I just stay on top of things before, because once I go and step into the office at Navirum, my day is just, I'm just whisked off my feet by by issues, by meetings, by follow-ups, by various different fires that need to be put out. And it's very, very hard when you're in that headspace to think about, well, what are we having for dinner tonight? Or, you know, uh, we're going on vacation next week. Have we booked the hotel? Or, you know, when are we checking in? So I think for any entrepreneur, because the forces can be really strong in, as an entrepreneur in your, in your work, sometimes there's things you just cannot get away from. Um, I recommend all entrepreneurs just find some way of taking care of their, their health and their, their friends and family. Um, uh, you know, for me, it works at the start of the day, but for others, it could be, you know, in the evening, like, uh, when everyone's in bed and people, you know, are asleep, 
other people can manage to just work it through their day. But for me, I find that hard. So, uh, you know, so that's the sort of day-to-day routine. But like, I think that like you need to have hobbies and things as well that like take you away from your work. So I do a lot of different like, act, you know, uh, fitness activities, but I'm in a cycling club and I go cycling, try and get out with those guys, you know, at least once a week. Um, and I find that for me, like riding with like a, a group and a club that like it really takes my attention away from, I can't really think of much else when I'm with a group of people. I have to focus on the road. I have to focus on them. Um, and other people find that in playing like like team sports, basketball, soccer, you know, see Mark Zuckerberg do jujitsu uh, for the same reason. So I think you need something that can really take your, your, your attention away from work. Um, and then, you, you know, so, so, you know, but I, you know, try to run and go to the gym as well as, as much as I can during the week. Um, so I think having, you know, taking care of your physical health is really important because, you know, your health is your wealth at the end of the day. And, uh, you have to do it not just for your own physical fitness, but to de-stress and, you know, change your mood and be in a good headspace when you go home as well. That's super important. Have you always been a routine type of guy? If I had met you when you were 15, 15, 13, 17, were you into routine or is something that evolved over time? It's something that definitely uh, evolved um, over time. And I think that like, uh, I, yeah, would have, of course, like I think when you're, 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 you're in high school and, but I think the, th- the thing when you when you're in school or in you, you're in university or even when you're uh, in a corporate job, yeah, your routine is sort of laid out for you every day, every week, every month. Okay, you know when I worked in in Salesforce years ago, like it was like okay, like we're planning for this quarter. You know, ha- yeah, what what you you know what are you going to do to reach your sales target? You know, what events are you running? Uh, you get, you know, arrive at your desk at eight, eight thirty in the morning, you work till five or six o'clock in the evening. You, you take lunch with the team, uh, you claim your expenses at the end of the week, you know, all that, 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 that whole cadence of, of work is sort of there, you know, in front of you, you just follow it. But like, if you're a business owner, you have to take ownership of that yourself. And the, the routine is, is your responsibility and not just your own personal routine, but the routine of your business and the cadence of your business. So. I think that's really, really, really important, like to, to have that. And I think you need to, you know, uh, I, I think for me as a business owner, I, I realized pretty early on that we needed to have a cadence and we need to have like uh, a way to run the company. Otherwise it was just going to go off in a million different directions. But personally, it took me a bit longer to realize that I needed to do certain things every day to be consistent myself. And that's actually something I've only figured out in the past, uh, a year or so, I would say, actually, as, as a business owner that like, you know, as I said, rather than jumping into work every morning, I jump into myself, I jump into my family and I get all that stuff done. I have those conversations with my wife in the morning about, you know, about dinner, about the weekend, what we need to do, blah, 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 blah. And then I can step into work knowing that I have that stuff done. And I think that's an important thing that, you know, all business owners, entrepreneurs need to realize is the importance of prioritizing and getting Certainly for me, anyway, if you're single or whatever, you don't have those responsibilities, great. But like, if you do have responsibilities outside of your job, it, for me anyway, it works to do those first thing in the morning. And talk about routine. Uh, last conversation yeah. we had, you had mentioned uh, the importance of automation, uh, no matter if it's fintech apps or for your finance. Can you yeah, touch yeah. on that a little bit? Because sure. 
that's an area that I can definitely learn from. Yeah, well, I think that like, uh, you know, it, yeah, it doesn't matter what part of your life it is. You know, I'm a big, you know, book I read recently is, you know, Atomic Habits. So, uh, you know, to recommend it to any, anybody in any walk of life to do it. But like, it's all about consistency and it's all about, you know, what you do. You are what you do essentially. Like, so, um, if you can automate that, I think it's really, really important. I think in, you know, you, you, you know, you mentioned FinTech there, like, uh, so personal finances i think that like again with all the the you know the the ups and downs of, of running a business i think that like you have to pay yourself first and you need to automate that you know whether it's you know paying your salary paying your pension paying for your insurance and making sure that those bits are covered um you know uh because you know you're you're in business to make money at the end of the day and there's no other reason to do it unless you just you like the, the 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 ups and downs of being an entrepreneur, but like you need to. I think automating that is really useful. And I think in you know in Canada anyway, in the market here, we've got loads of in, uh, interesting. You know whether it's Wealth Simple, whether it's Coho, you know which is an, an interesting app for you know uh, prepaid uh, credit cards and stuff like that for spending, um, or even just paying into Canada Life for like my my own. Uh, insurance as well like it's all done all automated so i don't have to think about it like and i think a lot of people hopefully a lot of people are like that anyway but if you're not definitely uh, set your life up uh, and automate as much of it as you can for sure so when you talk about automation i like to be a little bit more technical and actionable yeah. here so yeah. let's just say i get uh however i do my finances it could be through a business account to my personal account you say you have yeah. automations in play that will say contribute to this, my you know retirement, contribute to this, contribute to that with every single whatever frequency you have established, or do you have to do it manually? Uh, I mean, for me, like a lot of you know, a lot of those things are you know automated in terms of the you know payments. I think personal personal life, yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, I think in business. You know, it's a little bit, you know, managing the, the finances, the company are more mechanical, I think, in terms of how we balance the books every month, in terms of what debts we pay down and, uh, you know, all that sort of stuff. We have to sort of think a little bit about it every month. So I think from a, you know, certainly when your company gets to a certain size, it's hard to automate certain things. But like at a personal level, I would say, you know, yeah, like, I mean, everybody, like every business owner should you know, definitely have a retirement plan or a pension plan. They should be figuring out how much they need to put away each month to retire and that like they shouldn't be overly dependent on their company for that retirement because businesses blow up all the time and you need to just sort of well, get to a stage and it, it doesn't happen overnight, doesn't happen in the first year, 18 months or even two years. But when you get to a point where you can pay yourself, and for me, I, I didn't take a I'm trying to think when I took my first, you know, salary out of Navarum, it was probably a, a couple of years, at least two years before I did that. But once I did, like, um, you know, I just automated as much of that as, as I could. And as far as delegation or support in that, in that or any area, really, are you delegating a lot or are you the type uh, to hold on to making decision or... Because I, w I would suspect that the more you hold on, the more decision you have to make, the more stress level, for lack of a better word, and the less 
Yeah. I want to say the more sanity. How do you manage and handle, okay, personal finances, the reconciliation, the uh, account receivable, whatever the case may be. And at the same time, hey, I need to hire for that role. I do, I trust, or I don't trust this person to make the decision. How do you balance yeah. all these different uh, accountabilities and debate? <laughs> Uh, no, it, look, it, it, it is challenging. Um, I, what we try to do in our company is um, we have a, a framework for running the company and we do certain things every day, every week, every month, every quarter um, in, in that order. And uh, we hire best of breed third parties to help us out, like for our bookkeeping, for accounting. Like we're not experts in that. So we hire in you know, the best we can afford to help us with it. So Debbie Ann's my operations manager. She works with our accountant. She works with our bookkeeper um, uh, to manage those relationships and to make sure that, you know, we close our books at the end of the month, that it gets done and that we have all our expenses uh, claimed, that we have all of our invoices are paid and that we were able to balance our books uh, as best we can at the end of the month. And that's you know, that's, that's operational excellence and that's something every company has to strive towards. And if you, you need to have those routines built into how you work. Uh, so you don't have to think about it. You know, it's the end of the month. You know, you have to get all your expenses in. You need you have to look back at the invoices that haven't been paid. You need to chase those. And then you need to close your books and then August 1st, another month opens up and you start all over again. So you need to get those, uh, those, those uh, cadences on autopilot in your company. And when they're on autopilot and they're sort of built into the culture of how you operate, you don't have to think about them as much. And I think some certain things are delegated externally to, you know, or my management team. So Josh is our technical director, Debbie Ann's our operations manager, for example, like they make certain decisions themselves. But some of the bigger issues, we have to just come together as a team and discuss it and try and figure out how we solve those problems. Uh, together, and uh, I'm I'm a real big believer in the team approach, especially difficult things, like whether it's myself or whether it's Josh or whether it's Debbie Ann or another member of the team, Sinchna or Toomey or whoever. That like we're we're working on it as a team, and people don't feel isolated and they don't feel like they're on their own because we we win and lose as a team at the end of the day. So I, I'm you know. I've got a lot of analogies, but many hands make, make light work at the end of the day. I'm a big believer in that. So, And when it comes to decisions as well. But there are certain things that, like if you try to minimize the number of those big decisions and big problems you need to have to hopefully a handful and everything else is addressed as a team or individuals manage them themselves. So okay, hopefully that answers your question. It does, it does. I wanted to switch gears here quickly uh, into yeah. the something that you strongly a strong believer on which is that when you run a business yeah you want to make sure it's not a high paying job but you want to make sure it is it gets to a point where it can run itself so and that is your goal how from from your standpoint where are you in that where are you in that journey and and what are your next steps right unless you're there already yeah, as well yourself yeah. but i'd no, love no, to no. hear your journey uh, i th- look i think there are you know companies out there that run themselves but like you know i'm you know very much involved in all aspects of of what we do from sales to uh projects that we're working on to our operations to our finances you know i'm involved in in all aspects of that um and i i 
I don't really see that. Like, I mean, as we hire people in, we delegate them responsibilities and they, uh, they take ownership of, of different departments. Um, I think that like, for me, I still, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say like, I'm trying to, you know, remove myself from the company. I don't see that happening in the short to medium term for sure. Um, but like, I think, um, there are entrepreneurs out there who just start have the idea and they hire in management to get funding and they let the company run itself. They put in a board of directors to supervise it and it runs itself. And we see that all the time, you know, look at likes of Richard Branson and stuff like that. We know that like, he just doesn't, doesn't appear to get very involved in the technicalities of his company and is happy. And there's a lot, I see a lot of entrepreneurs out there who do that. Um, but for me, I enjoy learning about the business and optimizing it. I think that's one thing I like to do is optimize how we run um, and get better at it and get better with our operations and, you know, find better ways to serve our clients. Uh, but like, you know, the reality is that like with a growing company, it's, it's hard not to be fully involved in it all the time. I think that like, if you've got a sort of a a flat sort of company that is doing the same revenue every, every year. It doesn't change very much. Possibly you can put somebody in there a little bit. It's a little bit easier to do that in some cases. Um, you know, but, but for me, you know, I think, uh, you know, it, it's a bit more of a challenge to do that without, you know, a lot of investment, I think so. Uh, great. Yeah. I love to hear about your, I think you mentioned the five F's is of life. Can you touch on that? And it, oh, it yeah. A little bit I, I don't even know if it's the five S or the set and I was trying to count, but like, I, I, I always, you, you know, you talk about like um, balance and stuff like that. And I think that it's really important to, uh, address the, you know, what I say is like friends, family, uh, you know, your, I guess, faith, whether that is like spirituality or, you know, or just having time to think. And then, um, you know, finances and, and fun as well, I think is the fifth one. So I think try to address those five things every single day. Um, when I hear about entrepreneurs who are like, uh, you know, working until two o'clock every night, you know, six days a week, and they've lost touch with their friends and family and stuff. I think that it, it's, I think consistency is way more important than just massive amounts of effort. Because you can only sustain that for so long. I think myself in the er, in the early years of Navirum, for the first couple of years, I worked extremely hard, and um, I used to get up. I used to start work at four o'clock in the morning and literally work till eleven or twelve every night, uh, nonstop. You know, and to get the company off the ground. And it, it, you know, if you're just you know, if it, you know, if you're just working constantly like that, it is draining on yourself and everybody around you, and you just neglect other parts of your life. Um, and I, I think that like, if you can manage to maybe get up a little bit later, go to bed a little bit earlier and maybe spread that out over a three year period, as opposed to two, I think you're going to have better balance and you're going to be able to keep it up much longer as well. Uh, you know, that's, that's my experience. I mean, everyone's different. I know Elon Musk works seven days a week, 16 hours a day, but you know, it works for him, but like not for everybody. Okay. As far as um, your goal for your company, because I think the reason why you started a company and the the goal that you have for your company will heavily impact your routine and how much you work, et cetera. 
if you're comfortable yeah. sharing, where are you trying to take your company to as far as whatever number you're willing to share? I don't know if it's revenue, size, market share, whatever. Given that goal you have for yourself, I'd love to hear how are you working on your on that goal while keeping you balanced. I know we touched on a couple of things, but we I, I want to keep that and in mind and hear how are you balancing your life and not compromising that goal, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I mean, we want to build the the leading uh, you know, financial services uh Salesforce consultancy in Canada. That's our kind of our our medium term goal. Um, you know, and be up there with, you know, you know, synonymous with other big names in the industry. Um so that means, you know, we need to grow to a you know, a place of, you know, in terms of our resources, in terms of our, our team will expand, you know, way beyond the 20, 25 people we have now to, you know, thousands of people over the next, you know, five to 10 years. Um, and, you know, obviously that means growing it to, you know, you know, tens of millions of dollars, uh, you know, if not more, um, uh, to kind of reach that level of scale and give people the careers, uh, they, they deserve and to invest in the company in terms of our systems and our intellectual property as well. You know, so I, I feel like there's just, for me personally, there's a lot of amazing experiences to have on this journey in the future, whether it's working with great people or working on really interesting projects or, uh, just the mechanics of building and scaling the company. Um, you know, I think, uh, is, is, uh, it's just really enjoyable for me. Like, and there's like, you know, whether, you know, and it's just, you know, the lifestyle that goes with it, getting out to meet people, traveling to new cities, uh, getting involved with lots of different charities, helping interns start their career, you know, there's just like, it's multifaceted, like, and I think that like, you know, I'll keep doing that as long as I enjoy it. And right now I'm, you know, I'm loving what I'm doing. So that's, that's, that's the goal in the, the medium term anyway. And as part of that, I'd love to hear share what obviously whatever you're comfortable sharing but i love to hear how do you manage um the balance if you will at the household i understand you have a kid you have a wife and so unless what you're saying you have a strong rule that says i only work these hours and i'll be home or do you get help as far as it could be a maid it could be whatever else but that aspect of making sure the household is stable is not even talked about. I'm sure Elon Musk, if he works that many hours, he must have a ton yeah, of help. Obviously, he's of, got a ton of money too. Got but, stars, yeah. Exactly. But we'd love to hear how do you make, and he doesn't have yeah. bodies, right? It could be just processes with your partner, whatever the case may be. We'd love to hear how you manage that as well. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that like, again, like, um, I think we're, you know, quite organized at home. I'm lucky uh, my wife is extremely structured. Uh, in the way that she lives uh, her life and and her routine and uh you know I you know the fact the family really benefit from that um I think good communication at home is super important I think that like I think uh, you know again to go back to that book atomic habits like one of the key points in it is that humans are inherently lazy like we're actually lazy by nature and uh what the key point is if you plan your week and you plan what you're going to have for dinner, you know, for most nights of the week and where you're going to be, 
you don't need to think about all that stuff when you get it. You just know where you're going to be and what you're going to be doing. So I think having like, uh, you know, weekly plans, um, you know, making sure that like, I mean, for us, like we use every Saturday is used for just running errands at home. Like, so whether it's grocery, whether it's getting stuff done at home, I just, that day is a fan is just get stuff done day. Um, and you know, we do, we, we do have help at home, like in terms of like with, with our, you know, with gardening and with, uh, you know, cleaning at home and, um, you know, the, a lot of the chores at home are, you know, we still, we still, you know, wash our clothes, fold our clothes, do that once a week. Uh, but we do have, we've got an amazing, uh, cleaner at home and, uh, got help with other things, the maintenance of the house and, and the garden and stuff like that. So that, that certainly helps. Um, but I think good communication and if you can afford to get a bit of help, you know, definitely use that. And then I think just planning your week and planning, you know, what, where you're going to be and what you're going to be eating and just take all, just make it easy for yourself. Uh, uh, you know, and don't like, you know, you know, otherwise I think that it goes back to like the healthy lifestyle as well. So like, if you want to eat healthy, um, if you don't want to be overly stressed about small things, I think just having a good plans for the week and good communication at home and a good structure really helps with that. And it all adds up over time to just making your life just a little bit easier. It's not, not that my life is easy, but like just, you know, in terms of the, the friction at home and that part of it, it, you know, is taken care of. Do you have any resources, tools that you can share or is it pure communication? Maybe there's an, some app that you share with your, uh, your partner or yeah, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we we do like you know at home. I personally, uh, you know, just use I keep a lot of to do lists in terms of what I need to keep track of, and uh, I use my calendar heavily to manage my time. Um, uh, so I just use the technology that's available on my iPhone to do that. Nothing overly complicated. And um, we we do like, of course, like we share like spreadsheets and stuff like that for you know, budgets and financing between us and we keep it up to date. We use like, a, you know, share emails and calendars and that sort of thing just for our planning. And, uh, you know, we stick stuff to the fridge at home. And, we, you know, even right now, like it's my son is off today. He's got a babysitter. So like this morning, like we just planned the day, like what's he having for lunch, you know, um, you know, making sure all his clothes are laid out. So, you know, I think, you know, uh, there's a few different things we use, but I'd say there's no crazy technology involved, just good communication and, uh, you know, planning, uh, you know, in, in the, in the short term, I think really helps. Yeah. Two last questions here for, um, from me, I was taking notes here as we were speaking and I love to yeah. hear from you. What are you doing, um, that others are not doing that had, that has, that allowed you to be more successful, if you will. So there must be things, cause I'm sure there's like so many people out there who are trying to live their career and start their own uh, gig and haven't succeeded. Yeah. You, you, you made that transition successfully mm. and we'd love to hear what are you, what have you done or what is you, what have you, what you think in process that's different from most of those that you think allowed you to be in a position to, uh, have enjoyed a few of those successes. Well, I and, think, and I'm the, talking globally, right? Not just uh, business-wise. It could yeah. be uh, the household, your health, globally. Uh, I think that, like, um, globally, like, um, uh, I, I don't think these things happen overnight. They happen over years of of just consistently doing the same thing over and over again. 
Um, I, I think that, like, you know, I'm when it comes to, uh, I, I, it depends on what your what your measure of success is, but like, I think that, like, uh, when it comes to to home life, I think that, like, I just prioritize my family, my family life. I think just you know, just tending to that every day, whatever way I can, I think is super important. I think uh, I'm a big, uh, you know, fan of education, so I'm always learning. Uh, I'm just researching. I'm just doing a new, yeah, I'm in the process of choosing a new course on on AI that I'm I'm, I'm looking to do uh, for myself. So I think learning about new things is super important. Um, and then, like when it comes to you know uh, family as well, like I mean, I was just back in Ireland a couple of weeks ago to to visit my family. So just making sure that I'm staying in touch with them and seeing them as often as I can. I think it's just about consistency. And I think about when it comes to business, maybe it's a slightly different thing, but I think one of the things that you have to be is persistence in, in business and you have to be willing to just push through uh, each phase of your business and uh, to take it to the next level and just learn from your mistakes as much as you can and try and take calculated risks um, and not, you know, do things recklessly uh, within the company. Um, and I think, you know, it's about, it's about just about consistency. It's about if you work in your company, if you work on your business every day and you think about your business and how it operates, I think, and you get a little bit better, 1% better every single day. I think that adds up over time. It adds up over years. And, um, you know, certainly from a, from a business standpoint, I think that like, it's about experience and you know, it's about a bit of luck as well, and picking the right niche to to to, to target and go after. And um, I think for me, like uh, you know, things like COVID and stuff like that, like you know, our company benefited from you know the world shutting down. Everyone went remote. Like everyone got onto cloud based systems, etc. So certain things have happened along the way. Like if I was running at that pizza restaurant during COVID, I'm sure. I probably wouldn't be in business right now. So you, you, you know, you, you know, luck is as a big part, big part of it as well. And then obviously, just surrounding yourself with the best people you can. Like my team, you know, we're nothing without our, our team at Navirum and our partners. So I think you, you have to just bring the right people into your organization and people who fit the culture and and grow with them as well. I think that's really important. I hear a theme here. I can't help but jump in. That the theme is that you are open to learning. Um, you're learning from here, a lot of people every day. What are the, do you want can you share some of the resources or more of the resources? Cause you shared quite a few already, the, the, the book, atomic habits, et cetera, anything that comes in, cause I'm a big believer in inputs and outputs, right? So whatever you get in will transform mm -hmm. you. So you could be, you can be a better person as far as, far as output. I'd love to hear from you. What are the major type of my, it could be podcasts, it could be books, it could be people whatever the case may be that's the uh, one that influences yeah yeah i mean i i again pull information from loads of different resources i mean i'd read a lot of the big newspapers every morning from the financial times wall street journal the guardian bbc global mail uh montreal gazette here um and then i would go to specialist things like the harvard business review as well i'd read that quite a bit and a lot of publications on on yale as well columbia university i like academic papers um i 
listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, like one, I listen to I listen to the the Daily, which is the New York uh, New York Times. Uh, listen to that, you know, every day pretty much. They've got a technology podcast called uh, Hard Fork, which is really funny and interesting. And they talk about topical things uh, on there as well. I listen to an economics podcast uh, by an Irish economist called David McWilliams. I listen to that twice a week. So <laughs> I guess a, there's a lot of information coming in, um, you know, about business and about politics and current affairs all the time. And I also use Twitter a lot as well. I'm connected to a lot of interesting people on there. So I really enjoy spend a bit too much time on there. I, I don't really use social media other than that. Like I don't really use Facebook or, or Instagram or anything or or TikTok, but I, I do like to use Twitter or X as it's called now. Um so uh yeah, so a lot of different sources. You know, I am I'm, I'm you know I love learning new things every day. Beautiful. And my last question would be if you look at your body or life, your entire life the way it is today, yeah. what is one thing that if you remove or you add, you'll have more uh, harmony in your life. I think probably I'd love to take more vacations every year. <laughs> I'd love to have three good vacations every year. I mean, you know, but like the reality is we, as a family, we take spring break and then over the summer, a few weekends, but I'd love to have more time off, uh, you know, over the summer, like a week or two and more time off at the end of the year around the Christmas holiday period. Um, you know, uh, but again, running a business is like, it's like a child, like, you know, you can't escape it. Like it's your, it's your responsibility. And even when you're off, you still need to check in on us. Even if it's for, you know, 10, 15 minutes a day, you can't really, you know, it's like being a farmer or something like you can't like not you're responsible for it. Like it's, you know, so you have to tend to us, um, you know, so I think you're probably more vacations and, uh, more sort of time off from time to time during the week, just to, you know, uh, just to, just to relax, you know, but you know, it's just my nature. I just tend to work hard and, uh, yeah, so does my wife as well. She works really hard as well. So, but some more vacations would be nice. Beautiful. Anything we um we should you want to add to this conversation around helping, sharing your expertise and helping all of us business owners uh, have more harmony and have more balance? Anything you want to add or we covered everything? Uh, no, I th I think like just I mean the main thing that we're I mean everybody is different and you know don't don't want anybody to listen to this and think that this is the way to do it. Like, but for me, it's just about consistency and in terms of those key parts of your life. And that like, you know, in business, you know, it's about if you're working, you know, 16 hours a day, Monday to Wednesday, and you're burnt out by Thursday and you don't want to go into work on Friday because you're just too tired and you know, that doesn't work. You need to be able to show up every day and, 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 and just put in a good shift. And, um, you know, uh, so I think consistency is key and learning every day is key and you know, I always say to new business owners, either you win or you learn at the end of the day. And I think you need to be open to just learning from your mistakes and challenges along the way and just aggregating those up as you go along. And I just, you know, for me, it's about trying to help other people as well on their journey or make that transition. So it helps me to process my thoughts as well. So, you know, if anybody wants to reach out, they can find me on LinkedIn, you know, Rory Galvin on LinkedIn or check out and uh, 
you know, navirum.com. You'll find my details on there as well. Um, you just reach out if you want to uh, grab a coffee or 15, 20 minutes just to talk about, you know, what you're thinking or where you want to go. Be more than happy to try and fit people in there. Beautiful. I, I'll add all the your contact information and resources yep. below this video and for the podcast in the show notes. Thanks very yep. much for your time. I really appreciate you sharing your expertise and opening your door to myself. Thanks again. Nice and, uh, we'll be in touch.